Carbonly Conversation. Quick question. Is this the podcast? Are we doing the podcast right now? All right. Hello, everyone. Shane and Chad here. We want to welcome you to topic B of our Recycling Retro on Carbonly Conversations. Um, today, we're going to unpack the second approach to improve American recycling rates and actually get the right item in the right way stream. Um, but before we sort it all out, let's, uh, let's remind everyone that we are a podcast where friends examine the intersection of community lifestyles and consumption in our lives. Uh, we've created this in a hope to share our stories and curiosity to motivate actions that lessen our carbon footprint. Um, we also want to use our platform to create a space for listeners and community members to share their carbonly journeys as well. And please never forget, whether you're a first-time listener, carbonly deep diver, or just a loyal fan, um, we've we've made it very easy for you to listen to us on your favorite podcast app and also watch our episodes on YouTube. Literally, all you need to do is scroll down to our show notes, click on find and join the conversation. And there you'll be able to explore all of our conversations and catch any future episodes, which we release every Wednesday and uh, listen to our lovely voices on your your favorite podcast app. And if you're on any social media, Instagram, TikTok, X, or YouTube, please like, share, subscribe, comment, do whatever you can to try and spread this, uh, our carbonly words. Uh, we definitely support, or we, we appreciate any support that's, uh, that's given to us. So um, check out our social medias as well. Uh, but let's get it going. Let's get part B going. Um, what do we got going on this one, Chad? Um, but before we get into it, let's refresh our memories. <clears throat> yep. We kicked off the episode last week, um, on topic A, who should bear the brunt of solving our recycling problems, consumers or producers, and kind of, and dove into this smart labeling nonprofit that's working with what, over a thousand brands and over a hundred thousand yeah. products. They get the QR code that uh, one of us can scan, tells you if the item is recyclable in your zip code, and then that way you can feel confident that it can be recycled. The products and the information in the recycling is dynamic, which means it updates um, with all the new current information. So if, let's say, you live in, I don't know, Minneapolis, Minnesota, and you couldn't recycle number seven plastic um, containers, but now you can that would actually, the app would update that with any of those brand partnerships. So we, we dug into that, but yep. we're going to pivot and, and get out of that ring of, is it consumers, is it producers who should be making it easier to recycle? And actually flip over to the tech and robot side in topic B. So will we be able to use AI and sensors to, quote, get smart sorting all of our waste appropriately? So all of us consumers, we just don't have to. Shane, yep. let's not even talk about who, I don't care. I just want to throw everything into the garbage can, which 
as we shared earlier, the EPA keeps reporting on this. We keep sharing, and everyone else does the same statistic. Let's flip it, though. About 68% of Americans' waste doesn't get into the recycling stream. Yep. You know, that's true. So so if it's going to the garbage, the landfill, what what's going on with it? That's the big question about the topic today. And can robots make it end up where it's supposed to? Smarter, quicker, faster than all of us. So you've yeah. read this article. Yeah. We've talked about this in the past. Like, where are we headed, Shane? Are robots the answer? There, I I think so. Uh, first of all, I love the names of the robots. The Sorty McSort Face and Sir Sorts a Lot. I mean, it's that sounds pretty appropriately. Yeah, yeah, if we can keep them named that as they grow in popularity or just continue to create these funny names. Um, get get be, them a Twitter handle or an X handle and yeah. start showcasing you know, yeah. their reels. <laughs> so, um, so I mean, I, I definitely, just reading through these articles, I definitely think uh, recycling as well as plenty of other avenues, um, robots and AI are the future of it. Um, one thing that did stick out to me that I know will be kind of like one of the first arguments of a lot of people is like, I think they said the average cost of one right now is $300,000, um, which is pricey, you know, and, and they say like it, it can do the work of about two humans so far, but it doesn't get tired. So it's not like mm-hmm. you can just work an eight hour shift and then be done. But I already hear the arguments of people and rightfully so <clears throat> of saying, well, if it's two humans, that's and the, the robot costs 300,000. Like, why don't you just pay humans more money and they'll do a better job. But it's like, naturally we're, we're human. Like we're, we get tired. Our, our, uh, efficiency slows down as we get tired. So like, I hope that the price doesn't become like a, a big topic to where people are like battling against it. And I'm pretty sure as more tech companies create it, they'll be able to get the price a little bit lower. Yeah. I think those are all great, like candid reactions to this. Um, I think there's also, I mean, again, we, this is not this episode's about, but like the upskilling of like tech skills and manufacturing skills. Like if they're not, if we're not paying humans to sort trash, can we help them get educated to manage the rope? Mr. Mix sorty sort face and Mrs. Yeah. Mix sorty sort face sort for us. Right. Yeah. How many human techs do we need for that or to help design them, build them, ship them. And then even on the, like the side that I keep, um, what's the right word here? I want to say ruminate, but that's kind of digesting it through multiple like systems. I'm just pondering because the economics nerd in me like has really gravitated to this this item. So in the article it talks about I want to make sure I say this right. Um materials recovery facilities. So that's in essence like when we send waste and garbage to a if it doesn't go directly to the dump, it goes to one of these plants to get sorted. Um, because the theory is if you sort it out, you can pull the things that are valuable from the, the waste stream that against the things that aren't. Yep. And if we can do this with more urgency, 
quicker, more effectively using AI, you know, because in essence, it's the same thing as machine learning. Like these robots just use cameras that are really smart, really quick and fast and learn what things are what, and they can sort it, right? Or grab it Mm -hmm. and move it out versus what we have been doing more analog with like lights and magnets and belts and shaking um, and using kind of like physics to our advantage versus like robot AI technology. So where I'm going with this is if we know that number five plastic K cups have a reuse purpose into a secondary market that has value above zero and these robots um, serve sorts a lot can pull out all the K cups in the waste stream. We have now extracted value from a messed up jumble mess of is it valuable or not stream into something that can be because otherwise that stuff would go to the incinerator to the dump to a boat and dumped in the ocean for landfill like who knows it's going to end up somewhere without the next best use and i think that's where the value add is and i don't think we're anywhere near that because of cost and expense and how Mm -hmm. many people have these all set up but i think if we can get there then like i mean we've talked about this in regenerative business and you know we brought that up in the last episode too is the ability to do that regenerates you know a circular economy right so and will the ability to sort things smartly quicker etc um create more value streams from the garbage from the products that we're consuming and i think if we can kind of lean in that way I'm I'm pro robot on this side. I think this is a good use of artificial intelligence and technology, but I don't think it's going to solve it right now. And it does beget the question of like, what are all the things that don't have like a a next level regenerative value chain? Um, yeah, that stuff still has to go somewhere. Will that mean like will we reduce? I'm just I'm gonna I'm gonna pontificate one more thing. Is like, does that mean we start to identify all the things we shouldn't be using? in our products so we can change that versus trying to change everything in an industry around plastics. Like it seems like a more smarter way to approach the problem. Um, but it does create more complexity if this works as intended. Definitely. So, and then another, another thing that kind of stuck out to me that I think, um, um, a lot of people when, when recycling may not think too much of it, but it also, so, it also will help with um, it'll improve with waste stream contaminants. So basically the, the AI driven robot would be able to identify if there's too much peanut butter left in a jar, you know, and kind of pick that out um, because, you know, that's another big factor when it comes to like recycling food, food packaging or just food products is like if you depending on what type of product it is if there's too much of let's say a tomato car a can of a jar of tomato sauce or things like that if 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 there's too much of that left in there even though even though yes the 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 jar the glass jar is recyclable if it's not clean enough it can still contaminate the whole bin of uh, recyclables, you know? So I think, I think that's another cool aspect when it comes to that is it takes, takes out some of the human error when it's like, it can identify, Oh, okay. This has too much food left in it. Let's pick this out and, 
unfortunately, that would probably still go into the landfill because I'm sure they're not going to like train the robot how to like spray it with, you know, clean it out or yeah, whatnot. Yeah. Or, or it could go into a different set of waste use, use cases. Yeah. Um, I think you've, you've just given me an idea on how to tie both episodes together, topic A and topic B. So QR codes, really what they do is they cut the information cost from, mm-hmm. is this recyclable? A, B, can I recycle it in the community I live in? Right. Yep. That's what QR codes on our products are going to do for us. It doesn't mean everything is recyclable. And it doesn't mean everything will make it in there, but it makes it simpler for us as consumers, as humans. And the majority of us that do have smartphones can scan it and quickly find out. Right. Yeah. B, if we're scanning all of our waste stream items, that also makes it simpler for producers to know what people are and aren't doing. Like, are the what's going in the garbage could have we've like used in a different way are yeah. we actually using too much maybe we should sell peanut butter and only in small containers smaller, there's always yeah. a third of peanut butter left in there 80 percent of the jars like again i'm going extreme on an example there yeah but we i mean this world this economy is being driven on an information base technology base and we were using now making robots help us sort all that information out um, I guess pun intended, we can sort out our garbage waste streams and become either better reducers, better reusers, and better mm-hmm. recyclers because of it, and then regeneratively add value chains through this waste. So I think both are compressing that gap of information for like companies and con- you know people like us that need to do something with our waste, mm-hmm. um, hopefully to, to create a better carbonly lifestyle for all of us. And that's why I don't think one or the other is the right answer, in my opinion. Right. Like it's always, it depends from my perspective, but both have to be invested in. And as consumers, I think we need to go out there and shout, we want QR codes. We want sorty McSort face. We want yep. them both. So it's easier for us to feel better about the decisions we're making. Yeah. And even maybe even the QR codes for food products, can have something in there like a reminder of, you know, wiping out the, 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 the rest of the tomato paste out of the can. Totally. You know? I um, mean, yeah, it could feed back in like you guys don't wipe enough peanut butter out. Make yep. sure you clean this jar or we can't recycle it. Yeah. Flags when you scan. It. Oh yeah. Brilliant shape. Yep. So no, that's, that's awesome. I, I think a, a fun challenge to the listeners out there, like, Hit us up on any of the social medias. What's a cool name that you would come up with for a robot <laughs> when it comes to recycling? That'd be a fun challenge. Yeah, I'm not thinking. I don't got anything on top of my head. Me neither. I'll sort it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, topic B complete. Feeling good here, Shane? Getting yep. into that holiday swing of things. Yep. Um, pretty soon Thanksgiving will be upon us. And I think a little bit more in November yet to come. So until our next episode, I hope everyone has a great Carbon Line week.